0: As you get further and further down the path, yeah, things open up and you realize that there's possibilities that you never even considered, you know, and there's pathways that you didn't even know were possible. And you can stand at a crossroads and choose to take one of those. And by pivoting, that doesn't mean that you're failing or that you're giving up. It just means you're doing something bigger than what you initially imagined.
1: That i was created to be and i want to invite you to do the same join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open let's venture into this together thanks so much for taking the time to be on here today melissa i am very excited to introduce those of you listening to melissa Who owns and runs Align Album Design. Before we jump into some of the questions and conversation that we're going to have today, I want to inform you that it's been about a year or so, maybe longer, since I started using Align to produce albums in my business. And one of the greatest transformations that I've seen for myself is the freedom that I feel to actually pitch and sell albums to bring in additional income because I'm not worried about the time commitment that it might take for me to design it on the back end. So there's been an incredible amount of freedom that's come with that and an amazing service that you and your team provide. And so with that intro, tell us a little more about who you are, why you started Align, what Align album design does, and maybe why people could consider using it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. It's great to be here. I am first and foremost a wedding photographer. So that's where my journey started in Phoenix. I shot weddings for 18 years. I'm continuing to do that, but my focus has really shifted to a line, a line album design. I started in 2012 and really I started because I was sharing my own album designs on my blog, and photographers were asking me like if I would help them. So I was selling like album design templates at one point, And then people were asking if they could outsource. And there wasn't a lot of other options out there at the time that were great options. And so I just saw a need in the industry and started Align back eight years ago now. And uh, we have been serving thousands of photographers internationally. And what we're really there to do is to free up photographers to do what they love, which is shooting. We're not, as photographers, typically album designers. And there's a whole slew of issues that can come with album design as far as like the communication with the client, all the revision, everything. And even though it's something like we technically could do ourselves and DIY, it ends up being such a burden in the midst of all the other things that we have to do. And it ends up getting pushed to the back burner. And then what ends up happening is We don't serve our clients well and their experience with the album is typically their very last experience with us throughout the process. And if we don't serve them well through that, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth and we're not going to be able to get their referrals and their recommendations. So we are here to just be a part of your team to come alongside you and to serve your clients well.
1: Oh my gosh. And you guys do it so well. Like one of my favorite things you have this hands-off service. And Mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, why would anybody not do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Every time we do an album dine with you, your team, just for the people listening, like your team comes in and basically acts as if they are my personal album designer. And so they correspond with the client. They handle all of the back and forth or revisions. And one of the reasons that I find that to be so important is the emotional investment that we have as photographers. When you've worked with a client, you've been intricately involved in their wedding day. You felt, saw, heard all of the moving pieces of what happened that day. You have this emotional attachment to certain images, to certain moments throughout the day. And it can be really beautiful to have somebody come in who doesn't have that attachment and isn't feeling like, like I know for me, you know, that the artists within me would get irritated when one of my clients was like, I'd rather swap this image for that. And I'm like, oh, no, like it's not as good or that changes the design. And, and I would feel this like almost resentment and almost frustration mm-hmm. of like, you're screwing up the overall design. It's not as good. It's not as pretty. When in the end, the real goal of an album is for the client to love it, to Mm -hmm. have something in their hands that they love. They're reminded of the love they had that day, how beautiful it was, like all these incredible moments that happened. And so in order to be able to take out that emotional attachment and just hand it off to you guys, where you're able to say, you know, like we will correspond with them. We'll help walk them through that. We'll also help them understand we can make that swap, but here's what that's going to look like. Or this is the domino effect that could happen. Like just to be able to hand all of that off and feel the freedom, like you said, that, that freedom that comes with just the hands-off service of like, all I know is that the album gets designed. I approve it. I look through it. I approve it. And then it goes to the client and then the client gets to offer rounds of feedback. And honestly, half the time, I don't even look at it after it's yeah. done <laughs> because I'm like, it doesn't matter. As long as they're happy, Right, that's okay with me.
0: I feel your pain because like we design like this beautiful, perfect album design that's like a work of art. And then inevitably the client comes in and just like ruins it, right? But not every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, like probably 75% of the time clients will like approve it on pretty much as is with just a couple image swaps and not like completely ruin it. But it happens and you're right. Like I think that's a great perspective. It is about serving the client, And if that can save a photographer from having to go through that and waste their time and emotions on something that ultimately isn't, isn't important, that's what we're here to do. And like you said, with the hands-off service, we function as a part of your team, as part of your studio. And so I think one of the great benefits of this is we communicate with your client without telling them that we're an outside brand, right? Mm -hmm. So they never see our website. They never see a line album design. The way that we have it structured, it just comes as if it's coming from your office. And so I think it's a great win-win because we can serve your clients just at the level of service that you would want to serve them with.
1: Yeah. And you guys do it really well. One of the things that I love to teach in some of my courses and trainings that i offer is really understanding the value of your time as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And a lot of people that go through my art of booking course, I've had people come through the, like the math part of it. Like one of the first like modules where they kind of figure out the math of like what their business should look like and how that should be structured and what they should be charging and what the time investment is and what their time is really worth, you know, all of that who have come through it and been like, oh, I'm paying myself like $5 an hour. Like this is not (laughs) worth it. And so my challenge to them is like a starting point as a business owner should be around $100 an hour. If you can outsource a task for less than $100 an hour, You should do it. (laughs) It's so simple. It's so easy. And I think as entrepreneurs, we put all this pressure on ourselves, feeling like we should be able to do every job, like every single task within our business. When in reality, like what other business ever does that? Nobody, nobody does that. You know, nobody's expected to be the accountant and the marketer and the creative, like, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think too many people have a savings on cost mentality where they're mm -hmm. like, you have to cut expenses at all costs. But the time is the thing. As entrepreneurs, we have the ability to go out there and make more money. So if we can pay somebody, like you said, less than $100 an hour, and then we can use our time to go make $200 $200 an hour. Right. That's how you grow a profitable business.
1: That is the only way you grow a profitable business. Mm-hmm. You have to let go of some of that control. And maybe that's a great place to kind of continue the conversation. I would love to know for somebody that's like, hmm, this sounds good, but I care way too much. I'm way too picky. And really, they're saying the underlying thing of that that I hear is I am a control freak about albums mm-hmm. and about the design and about my brand and my product. What would you say to? To somebody that's feeling like that sounds good. I love the idea of that, but ooh, I don't know if I can give up control.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's an issue at every step in our business, right? Yeah. When we're outsourcing, when we're hiring people on editing anything that we're doing. And I think you just really have to look at yourself and see that when you do that, it's really just a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to serve your own perfectionistic tendencies inside of you. And it's really not actually serving your client well. Your client, like when you're editing an image and you're spending 20 extra minutes to like make it just absolutely perfect, your client isn't actually gonna see the difference in that 20 minutes that you're spending. You really have to let go of that. And I think like what you said earlier about a third party person coming in and taking your images and laying them out, I really do agree with you that there's something about that that it can end up being even more beautiful. Give it a try. I guess that would be my challenge is just try it and see how it goes. What our goal is at Align is to be able to customize to be the designer that you would want to be. Now you have a very specific design style for your album designs, which is I'm absolutely picky, beautiful. I'm super picky. And yeah, <laughs> she is. And rightly so her. Her designs are beautiful that that you've done yourself in the past. And what Elizabeth did is she sent us her designs and really specifically wanted certain layouts used. And we were able to replicate those. And there is a little bit of back and forth at the beginning for the designer to learn your style. But now you have an album designer who's
1: Mm -hmm. dedicated
0: to you, works with you every time you send in an order and has replicated your design style. So it's like anything else you can accomplish what you're wanting in your kind of control freak way but it's worth it to take that time to outsource it and get somebody else trained in doing it the way that you want it done and the great thing is we're already trained as album designers so all we need to do is take what we do and we can tweak it and customize it and and really nail your preferences and so we're committed to doing that we keep every photographer's preferences on their profile And so we can always take a look at those. You can send us designs that you love. A lot of times it takes one or two designs to really nail it on the first design. But that's the great thing is like, you can work back and forth with us on those couple designs, but then by the second or third design, that initial design that you're getting is really like spot on at that point.
1: I see outsourcing and I feel this way about every version of outsourcing, like from outsourcing with you guys to outsourcing my editing. First of all, let me pause and just say, to be really factual, it's been mind blowing. Even this year alone, like I've outsourced and hired more help than I ever have before in like terrifying ways where I'm like, I'm hiring this person or I'm outsourcing this. Can I really afford to do this? And I'm like terrified. And I have almost doubled the income that has come in wow. because of it. It's been crazy, it's been wild it's been awesome. So like all those things that you hear are true. And like you're saying, like if I outsource something, that's a hundred dollars an hour. If I know it's going to take me at least hundred dollars an hour and I can outsource it for less than that. So for example, editing, it takes me like 40 to 60 hours to edit a wedding. I'm so slow at it. And I'm not the best at it. Like I actually think the people that do it for me now are significantly better at it than I am. So like mm. you're saying, I'm serving the client better. And I feel the same way to be true about albums. Like, I could be nitpicky about it, but the truth is my client is going to get a way better experience because it's not going to take me mm, 8 to 12 weeks to get them an album design when I'm in the middle of busy season. It's going to take one or two once I've had a chance to approve the design, right? So, like, you're providing this other experience. Where I see people really hit this downfall with outsourcing it all or considering it is it's like they walk into, and I, I'm guilty of this as well. So I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience too. <laughs> it's like walking into a party, a party where, you know, maybe one or two people and you start to be introduced to other people and you start to get to know them. And it's almost like that initial handshake moment you're expecting for a proposal. Like, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's do this. Like, we're in this together. And I think that sometimes we forget in any kind of new relationship outsourcing being one of those, like new relationships, that there needs to be some correspondence. There needs to be open communication back and forth until you get that. And once you shift your expectation to realize I'm going to outsource this and you don't wait to begin outsourcing until you're like so overwhelmed that you don't have the bandwidth to have that communication. If you can begin it in a place where you have a little bit of bandwidth to be able to have that communication and you begin to build that trust. Then when things really do get intense, you're like, they've got it. I'm good. Like my team has got it. The people that support me and that come around me to build and grow my business, they've got it. They know what I want. They know why I want what I want, what I'm looking for, what I do and don't like. So I don't know if you find that to be true with the people that use you consistently, if there's been a lot of ongoing or a lot of conversation that was taken or required to kind of grow to that point. But for me, that's certainly been true. Do you feel like that's true for you and your team?
0: It can be. Yeah. And for every photographer, it's a little different how much of that conversation happens before it really clicks. But I think that's a valid point. I think that's our goal really is to become a part of your team And one insight I got from a photographer recently, one of our album designers that's been with us since the very beginning, ended up getting a teaching position and having to step back from doing new designs with us. And she was so dearly loved by so many photographers. It was really hard because I had to eat probably about 20 different photographers to let them know that she's no longer available to be their preferred designer. But one of them got back to me and was like, you know what, I'm really sad to see her go. But this is why I love working with a company like yours is because Mm -hmm. now I'm not like back at square one having to find somebody else. I'm given a new designer who already can see and knows all of my preferences because you guys have them on Mm file. And I'm not going to skip a beat. I'm not going to lose out on serving my clients well for a time. And I just thought that was a really great insight.
1: I feel that way too, because there are certain areas where I've hired like a one-on-one person, right? And if that person Mm -hmm. does choose to step away for any reason, I'm kind of left back at square one of scrambling going like, oh man, we've got to fill that role. But I feel, yeah, so much safety and security in you guys in having a line being a huge part of our business, just like I do with, I use Vital Edit for editing and I'm pretty public Mm -hmm. about that at this point too. And I feel the same way about both of you guys, you know, where I'm like, if something happens, like I know both of you guys as owners and I can email both of you if if there's something that really is concerning for me. And then just knowing that like, you've got it, you've got it under control because you also are stepping into that up-leveled version of entrepreneurship where you're not just the solopreneur. Like if you, Melissa, get sick, or if you go on maternity leave, like your business doesn't crumble because you have Mm -hmm. people, you have a system, you have support that comes around you. And I think that's just such an invitation to all of us to remember that like, we don't have to do it all. You don't have to be alone in what you're
0: doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a great community. And we just love being that extension of hundreds of photographers, teams in the effort to just serve their clients really well.
1: Yeah. I'd love to know from you because you went from just totally wedding photographer into starting this whole new brand, this whole new baby, really a whole new business of a line. What was that transition, that pivot like? And what lessons did you learn in that or how did
0: that go for you? <laughs> That's a big question. I've kind of been a serial entrepreneur. I've started a lot, like a new thing almost every two years throughout my business teaching workshops, starting an associate program. I started a photo booth company at one point. So I love starting new things and meeting needs. And with every single one of them, I'm always like, oh, this is a great idea. And It'll be really quick and easy and, you know, simple <laughs> famous last words. Well, <laughs> yeah. And then you get into it and it's like the biggest beast ever. I mean, Align's website looks pretty simple from the front end, but the back end is super robust. It's the biggest website we've ever created out of all of my brands and it's a lot. I mean, I had to really I read a lot of books on managing teams, managing people and creating systems, you know, systems it's like, we've got this huge manual, probably like a 150 page manual. And our systems are like dialed in. From the beginning, I knew that the only way that we were gonna function and serve people well was with systems. All of our designers work remotely from their homes. So everything's internet based. So just built it from the ground up and just kind of learned along the way. But continued to just listen to clients and what their needs were. And that's where we added in things like the hands-off service. And we are now offering album printing and binding as well. So if people don't have an album printing and binding company that they already love, and they're coming to us kind of brand new to albums, we can be kind of a one-stop shop for them and, and do their design, their revision, printing, binding, shipping straight to their clients or to them. So yeah, we've evolved over time. And I think the biggest lesson is like, it ends up being such a bigger, all-consuming thing than you anticipate. And I think I'm guilty as a lot of entrepreneurs can be of maybe trying to do too many things instead of just focusing in on one or two things and doing them really well. And so when I became a mom and a wife a few years ago, I just decided I need to, step back and scale back on weddings and really focus on a line. That's where my heart has been leading me. And I love to see photographers succeed. And I love, I really believe in what we're doing and how helpful it is. And so that's ultimately where I'm at at this point and never could have anticipated when I first kind of started thinking about this idea.
1: I love that. To me, like what I hear in your story is the awareness that values can change and that it's okay. Maybe you had a dream at one point and you've been pursuing that and you've made that a reality or you're on your way to making that a reality. It's okay for that to pivot and that to mm-hmm. shift and to change. And it's okay to to pursue that and to like kind of make an adjustment, you know, almost mid step to, you know, towards yeah. the pursuit of your dream, like to go, oh, well, Hmm, things have changed, and now I feel like called in this direction. And that doesn't mean that you're giving up on it. Doesn't mean that you're less than. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to hustle and work hard. It means that you're following your heart and your intuition, and that this kind of feminine side of life that is more fluid and flexible and welcoming, and that you're able to kind of pay attention to that too. In in a world that is so driven by kind of what I would say is more masculine, like hustle, work hard. Keep going even when you don't feel like it, and I think that there's some danger in that too, especially for us as like creatives, people that tend to be a little more sensitive, soft-natured. I don't know if that even makes any sense. Yeah, not the best way to describe it, but I think as creatives, there's some definite challenge to that too, and it's something that I've struggled with for sure. Where there's been moments of like, I worked really hard for this thing. And now I'm not even sure if I really want it anymore. You know, like, is that really the right way? And so I've had to make certain pivots for myself as well. For me, one of the examples that comes to mind is destination weddings. You know, at one point I was like, destination weddings, here we go. And we were making so much progress. Like we were booking weddings all over the world, like just beautiful destinations, like loving life. And then we had two children and we were like, this is not what we want anymore. Like I've gone from my kid, from my infant. I don't want to do this. And so we made the conscious choice to to start to market more locally again so that we could be more local and present for a while. And there was some grief in that for me where I was like, I started the path of like proving to myself I was capable of this like destination, luxury wedding mm-hmm. photographer. And so to choose to be more local for my kids was this like, it felt like a compromise at first. It felt like a giving up. It felt like mm-hmm. a sacrifice. And the longer that we've done it, I mean, I will say I'm I'm getting the itch now. Like my youngest just turned two and I'm getting the itch of like, okay, I'm kind of ready to to travel again. But I think there was this shifting of values of realizing like, no, right now I value being present with my kids more than I value travel. Travel is always something high on my value list, but I would rather do that with my kids. I would rather not be spending time away. And so I love hearing your story and your journey and just how you've made consistent pivots and paid attention to those new passions, those new desires that, that rise up within you and are willing to do the work to pursue that and to make that happen. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know about a free guide I created for wedding photographers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, you can ask yourself these five questions to be sure you're attracting clients who just can't wait to book you. Curious to know what they are? Go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash five questions to grab your free access today.
0: All right, back to the show. I think the point that you're making is really valid, like pivoting It is a good thing. And it's a necessary thing, I think. Mm -hmm. In order to grow as the creative and as an entrepreneur, very few people are going to do the very same thing that they set out to do at the beginning, right? So I think I had such a limited vision of what my life and my business could look like when I first started out. And in a way, that's a good thing because I just needed to focus on the next step and what was in front of me. And as you get further and further down the path, yeah, things open up and you realize that there's possibilities that you never even considered, you know, and there's pathways that you didn't even know were possible. And you can stand at a crossroads and choose to take one of those. And by pivoting, that doesn't mean that you're failing or that you're giving up. It just means Mm -hmm. you're doing something bigger than what you initially imagined.
1: Yeah. I would love to kind of tie it back to the financial aspect of what you guys do. And maybe we can circle back if there's anything else that you feel coming up for you too. But I feel like it's really important to help educate people and help people understand what's possible by letting go of some control with somebody like yourself, whether it's a line or another album company or another area of your business. I see and hear a lot of people struggle with that struggle with going oh well that must be nice that you can afford to outsource or it must be Mm -hmm. nice that you can let go of control enough to outsource or whatever it might be that the thing that's kind of blocking them or holding them back from that and so I don't know if you have any insight on that of maybe we could talk about like the kinds of people that end up coming to you and what you see the difference being between the people that choose to outsource and the people that feel the need to kind of keep it all in-house. Do you notice any Mm -hmm. difference between them?
0: Well, most of what we hear are stories of photographers who have done it one way and then come to us and experience a total difference. So many of them, what they often say to us is, I just wish I would have started with you guys from the beginning. Because there is so much to figure out on your own, how to design an album, how to get it printed. Like there's a huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. And if you can just skip all of that and get straight to making profit off of albums, (laughs) then that's the smartest thing to do. And I think there's one type of person that completely decides I'm not even gonna do albums because I don't have the bandwidth to figure it out. I don't wanna outsource, I'm a control Mm -hmm. freak. And that person is missing out on thousands of dollars. You can make a thousand to two thousand dollars per event on an album easily. And so multiply that out, and that's the amount of money that you're losing this year. And so I think you have to think about it as maximizing your profit with each client. And also, it's two pieces it's the maximizing of the profit, but it's also maximizing. Your value to that client, you know, Mm -hmm. and what you can provide them. If you're just shooting and giving them digital images, yes, you've served them, but have you actually served them well, right? Our job as photographers is to help our clients live with their photos. And if they're just sharing them on social media and putting them on a hard drive somewhere in a drawer, they're not really living with and enjoying those photos. And so, as a photographer myself, I really believe an album is the way that I can serve my clients. Well, I want every single one of my clients to walk away with an album and, and having my own wedding album. Like I see the value of that as my two year old like flips through and I can show him the story of, of our love. And so I want that for every single client of ours. And I just think you're missing out if you're not offering albums. Mm-hmm. I think it's
1: really interesting when you study sales and you study marketing and you study profit specifically, there's actually only a couple ways that you can increase profit in your business. Like there's like four ways and I won't even get into all of that right now. But one of them is to increase the transaction value. And that tends to be the easiest way to increase your profit. And that's what I hear you articulating is that you're literally just increasing the average transaction value. So if somebody's paying you say $5,000 for their wedding images, and all of a sudden you're adding another 2,000 per wedding on average for Mm -hmm. albums, let's actually do the math of that. So like, let's say you're averaging $2,000 for a wedding album. And maybe some of you are thinking like, that's too much. I couldn't charge that. We can talk about that too. Or (laughs) Melissa and her team can help you kind of relay the value of that because it's really an an issue of conveying the value. Right. And so $2,000 times, let's say even 10, let's say only you only shoot 10 weddings a year. That's $20,000 that you're like leaving on the table just because you don't feel like you have the time. You don't want to learn the system. You don't care
0: about it. And at $5,000 a client, that's four additional weddings that you'd have to do. And I think that's a valid point too, is like, it's so much easier to make more money off of your current Mm -hmm. clients than it is to find new clients. I think we as photographers are just stuck on that perpetual wheel of, needing to shoot more needing to find more clients and we get burned out and it's just a cycle. Mm -hmm. And if we can get ourselves out of that, where we're doing less, but making more for our time, you know, that's what we need to do in order to stay in this, in this career long-term.
1: There's a reason that our industry has such a high burnout, rate. It's really, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, it is, yeah, you've hit the ground running and you're like sprint mode. And then a year or two later, you're like, I can't keep up. I can't keep doing this. And yeah. so, I, yeah, it's always um, fun to have a conversation with somebody that's been in it for a while too. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that's coming to mind or, or either common issues that you see for people or anything coming to mind about your story or journey or things that you would wish people would know and understand about Align specifically, or just about outsourcing in general?
0: Well, there's so much. I guess I would say we are blessed to work with so many successful photographers. And I think if you're a little bit leery of outsourcing, look at the people that you admire and that you are learning from and find Mm -hmm. out what they're doing. Caitlin James comes to mind. She's one of our clients. And she shares this story often. I mean, she was one of those control freaks that was doing all of her own album designs and she actually loves doing it. And she'll say that, like, I really do enjoy doing it. But what she says is one point she had one of her brides on the phone crying to her because of how horrible an experience the album design process was. And Caitlin really had like a light bulb moment at that point that, I am not serving my clients well by doing this Mm -hmm. myself. Like you said, it takes you so much longer because of everything else you have on your plate. And so even though she is super successful, super good at doing album design, can do it on her own. She still outsources to us and she sees the value of that. And she is off making so much more profit doing the things that she does now. And She never deals with anything album design related. And so I just want to encourage people, like if there is something that's causing you to be hesitant about it, just give it a try. That's all you can do. And I think instantly you will see the value of it. Because again and again, we've had clients that will testify that it's the best thing that they've ever done for their business. And the only regret they have is that they wish they would have done it sooner.
1: Absolutely. And if the cost is something that's like holding you back right now, I just want to let you know, it's a very modest cost and that is easily something you can just add that cost onto your album price. So you don't like mentally, you're not thinking about that.
0: I can run through that really quick. I mean, just to give people an idea, we charge a flat $8 per spread for an album design. And that includes up to three rounds of revisions. So it's a flat fee. There's no additional costs. The hands-off service that we've talked about briefly is a, an additional $10 if you want to use that. That's Otherwise, so cheap. <laughs> you can be the one to communicate with your client with our standard communication. We'll communicate with you and then you can communicate with your client. And so let's say like an average, you have a little bit larger albums.
1: I like to do 30 of, spreads, bit, typically. but
0: yeah, but our average is like 18 spreads. So let's just do that. That's like $144 for the design. And that includes all the revisions and everything. Now, if you're new to albums and like the $2,000 that we were talking about making off of an album is a little bit scary to you to think about charging your clients, you can start small. That's the great thing about albums. And the ones that we print in-house, the least expensive album that you can get would cost you $150 to print. And so... It's super cheap. I mean, you can mark that up times two or times three, and it's really affordable for your clients. It's it's an easy place to start, and so you don't have to sell these for tons of money. And Mm -hmm. like you said, Elizabeth, you can easily put that one hundred and fifty dollars design fee into. The price of your album, and so
1: let's play that forward a little bit because you're talking about like around one hundred fifty dollars for the design fee, right? And mm-hmm. then another one hundred fifty or so for the cost of one of the more affordable albums that you do. So that's a three hundred dollar cost, right? Right. So some people might go three hundred dollars. I can't afford that. But if we're marking that up two or three times, that means you're making six to nine hundred dollars in addition, right? Like, so you are putting six hundred dollars into your pocket, and how much more work are you doing?
0: Right. I mean, it it's takes none. like. Five minutes to fill out an order form and then you upload the images to us. Yep. And there's basically no other work. So you're looking at, yeah, you said like $600 minimum for 15, 20 minutes of work.
1: Yes. That's how you make
0: uh, profit in your business. Exactly.
1: I'm like it's no brainer. <laughs> yeah, and that's where business can really start to become fun where, you know, one of the other people that I've interviewed on the podcast, I can't remember which episode number it was, but she said business is just math and math is easy. So business can be easy too. And I've just like adopted that mantra where I'm like, "Yes, it's so true. Like we make business so complicated because mm-hmm. especially as creative entrepreneurs, we get so emotionally invested in what we're doing, but it doesn't actually have to be that hard. We can allow yeah. it to be simple."
0: Yes. I wanted to mention one other obstacle that I hear a lot of times from photographers who haven't been offering albums is my clients just don't value albums. They're not going to buy one. They just want the images and that's all they want. And what i found is that's more typically a reflection of the photographer's values than it is of their clients. And so really what you're saying is that you don't value albums and you don't want to put the work into showing those to your clients. And the number one key to selling albums and to communicating the value of an album is to show albums to your clients. It's really... That's all wrapped up in you communicating a passion for those albums. If you communicate to your clients through your website through having sample albums during the the initial meeting, through your emails, your pricing, the way that that it's structured with albums included. If you do all of that, your client is gonna want an album. I mean, if you show them something beautiful that they can't create themselves that is going to show the story of their event, they are definitely gonna grab it. So that would be my one other challenge is don't use that as a excuse. It's really our job as photographers to show them something amazing that they can't create themselves and to serve them by helping to make that a reality. And so, yeah, communicate your passion for albums. And if you don't have them and you aren't showing them to your clients, get a sample album made.
1: I love that. And I will say you have really challenged me with that because I can't say that I'm passionate about albums. And so Mm. like when you talk about it, sometimes I'm like, that's great. And I love that you are passionate about it, but I'm not. And I kind of want to be more. So what has happened for me is that I've taken that almost like piggybacked on your passion of it Mm. and on how can I use her passion or The realization that this is something really valuable, you know, that my clients are really missing out on this and I'm missing out on that profit by not articulating and communicating the value to them. And so for me, I looked back and through my workflow and was like, where can we add in value? How can we begin to build in the value for our client experience for Mm. albums specifically? So whether that's on the front end, whether that's on the back end, where in our system are we missing opportunities to present albums to them? And so we've integrated that now into certain emails and certain communications that we have where again, you know, talking about systems, like when somebody books me, they're getting this like beautiful, unique experience. It's very like personal, like very kind of boutique one-on-one kind of experience. That's our goal. We want every client to feel like they are our only client. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. but also on the back end, there's this system that allows us to provide that same experience, the same level of expertise, the same level of care for each client because we have a system. And so that system helps me make sure that everybody is seeing and understanding the value of albums. So I've already seen our albums increase significantly since we have joined you. That's awesome. Also, there's this like mental block that's not there for me anymore, where I think I did. I would hold myself back from ever promoting or selling albums because I knew I didn't have the bandwidth to create them. Mm -hmm. I'm the same as Caitlin. Like I love album design. I really get excited about it. I feel like it's really beautiful. I have fun. I was a graphic designer before starting almond leaf studios. Like there's some passion Mm -hmm. there for me. And so it took a while for me to like let go of control with that. But recognizing like some of this is partly just providing an amazing experience for my client and just the math of like business can be easy. I'm literally leaving thousands of dollars on the table by not promoting, by not communicating the value of an album to my clients. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. That's a great point. I appreciate you just being vulnerable and sharing that, you know, every photographer isn't going to have that same passion for an album, right? But that doesn't mean you can't sell them with passion, you know, and you can't like actually put the time into creating those systems that will communicate the value of albums to your clients.
1: You guys do an amazing job too. Like I know you have an abundance of resources that will help for me. Let's kind of backtrack and I'll get really personal with this. So like when I go, okay, cool. I'm leaving something on the table. Like there's a lot of money that could be made here. A lot of profit that we could be adding to our business my brain starts to like spin out and spiral of like, well, it's going to require this. And I'm going to need to hire a copywriter to write new emails. And I'm going to need to order new sample designs and order new sample albums. And I'm going to need to photograph them. I'm going to set up a photo shoot and I'm going to need to maybe even ask one of my couples, can I come photograph them in their home with their album? And I spin out, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm. I make business so much harder than it needs to be. And so I started to like, put off some of that profit for quite a while because I had this story happening in my mind of how complicated it was going to be, how much hard work it was going to be in order to make all of that money. When in reality, you have incredible resources on your website. You have even calculators of like, what should you be charging? And you have resources of like, this is how you can help promote it. These are some, some ways that you can market albums. And I found that to be true also for the printing company that we use. We use Red Tree. I was kidding, wrong, (laughs) that they also, you know, like the printing company that we use because we've been with them for so long, they also have like, here's some images of our albums, here's some other promotional stuff. And I was like, this is so easy. Why did I make it so hard in my head? Why did I put this off for so long when it was so simple? I mean, you literally have like, here's your blog posts, here's information, here's everything you might need to promote them.
0: Yeah. If you go to our photographer or our resources page at alignalbumdesign.com, we actually have the Album Startup Kit, which is if you're new to albums and you just want to quickly launch albums and start selling them, this is worth its weight in gold. It has 11 tools in it, including a custom design sample album with your images. So we'll get that created for you, get it in your hands. It's got a pricing guide to tell you exactly how to price them based on your costs with us. It has website text for communicating the value of albums to your clients. Stock photography of our albums. So that way you don't even have to shoot your sample album when you get it. You can just use these images if you'd like on Genius. your social media, on your website, everything. We've got email templates to help you communicate with your clients throughout the album design process. If you want to use those, or you can have us do all the communication, we've got contract text that's album related, initial client meeting talking points of how to communicate the value of albums to your clients during that initial meetup. Swatches, like actual physical swatches of our cover options, a sales secret guide with really everything that I've ever learned about album sales, and then a checklist for just really how to implement these tools. And this isn't just education. This is actually done for you tools. So they're already done. All you have to do is plug them in. So it really is super quick and you can go from not selling albums to starting to sell albums within two days, you download this and implement everything.
1: So basically, if you have any reasons left of why you should not be (laughs) selling albums, increasing your profit in this way, hopefully we have eradicated all of this. Yes. If
0: you have any more, you know, objections, please email me. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, totally. And on that note, where can people find you?
0: Well, our website is alignalbumdesign.com. And we're also on Instagram at alignalbumdesign and we're on Facebook as well. So those are the best ways. We're definitely most active on Instagram. And then you can email us directly through our website. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation
1: and help educate. I'm so passionate about helping other photographers and creative entrepreneurs in general, just really approach business from a place of ease and flow and increasing your profit is a huge part of that because it gives you so much freedom in your life. So thank you for what you do and what your team does too.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure, Elizabeth. Thank you.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because
0: you exist.